Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the Audio Roulette Podcast, the only podcast on the internet where you can listen to dudes talk about Canadian syrup and then also talking simultaneously about how you should have a proper dating life while also talking about what wipes we use to wipe our ass. We are, jo- <laughs> we are joined once again. <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> I was not expecting that. That is Javels, uh, as you know, and then we have a new friend that is joining us today. Oh Sounds like I'm on an episode of The Wiggles, uh, Nate. Hello, Papa. So Welcome to the show. <laughs> this week, we decided we were going to review the newest, hottest show that has returned to Netflix, and that is Avatar The Last Airbender. Um, Nate and uh, I yes. watched this as the it released when we were younger. What? Oh, I actually didn't. Six years ago? <laughs> was I the only one that actually watched Avatar as it released? No, I watched it in like 2012 Probably. for the first time, I think. I didn't, I didn't have any kind of like cable or satellite TV growing up, so I had nothing. Oh, that's right. Yeah. I forgot. You lived kind of under a rock, Travis. Yeah. <laughs> I turned out all right, though. <laughs> that was like a combination of Reese and a different... I don't even know what the other one to say. Oh, it's like that dude Nick from Grown Ups 2, the one who's like got schizophrenia and he's like gay. <laughs> oh my. That's deadly. That's actually pretty accurate. I'm not going to lie. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I was saying five years ago. This show came out in 2005. Yeah. I didn't even know that. Wow. Yeah. That's so, like. Jables. That's like years ago. Holy crap. Jables has been reviewing it. Uh, or watching it, and he just finished binging it about 30 minutes ago, 40 minutes ago. Uh, uh, yeah, So like we are doing the first season, and we are going to be talking about it, how it fucked us up, uh, what was beautiful about it, <laughs> and just talking about anything else. Uh, first, before I say anything, a uh, huge thank you to everyone that has just become a new listener. Uh, last week's episode Woo! was one of the most popular right off the bat. I think we had like eight or nine streams on it, which doesn't sound like a lot in terms of like music, but for podcasts, it's it's pretty good. (laughs) Yeah. It's, it's pretty good. So thank you. Every single one, um, to my sister's music teacher that decided to start following my, uh, Instagram page. (laughs) Um, I am not going to apologize for what I say. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I highly recommend not listening to Docking Pepper if you're trying to maintain <laughs> that the family uh, holds everything the same. Uh, you will be very, very disappointed with what it is. Um, and for the possibility of uh, Redacted's name uh, watching this... Uh, <laughs> oh, no. Um, I just have one thing to say. I am very sorry. <laughs> No, I'm not. No, I'm I'm really not either. Uh, Gosh. Yeah, have you're fun really listening to this. You'll have a, you'll have <laughs> another. Um, what? You'll have something Actually. else to talk about surface level, you know, instead of having a personality. Let's go into oh! it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Avatar: that, Last Airbender. No. Book one. Water. Water. All right. First <laughs> thoughts, like overall first thoughts before we get into almost like an episode by episode thing jables you're the one who has just watched it for the first time 
what were your thoughts? <laughs> All right. First thoughts. Aang was not going to lie, kind of annoying when I True. first started the show, mm -hmm. but he really grew on me. Like, I really like him as a character now, as I've seen, like, you know, like, kind of just the darker stuff that has happened to him and the stuff that he's forced to go through in his life. It, like, I, you know, he's, he's grown on me. Um, Sokka, at the beginning of the show, was an absolute douchebag, but mm -hmm. also, he's grown on me. And... Katara is just a snack. We knew this. Hmm. <laughs> um, I, the one thing I have to say about that saying, is that you know? uh, I wish that um, after watching the show, she does mention her mother's death so much, it's not even <laughs> funny. It's it, like, yeah. <laughs> I, I saw a meme today, and it was like, somebody breathes. She goes, my mother used to breathe. <laughs> Oh, by the way, I wanted to mention that Katara is 14, but I know that's like nothing new for you. So, oh, oh my god, yeah, you want to split so that tasty <laughs> snack right down the middle, don't you, Javos? Oh what have I done? <laughs> you clipped on my headphones. <laughs> I just hear like, I <laughs> exactly, no, um. <laughs> I was going to say something else, but I can't even remember what I was going to say. Call me Gosh. the fuck off guard. <laughs> I'm just going to... Well, well played. Well played, mate. Thank you. Um, oh, I remember what I was going to say. It was... um. I like the the one meme where it's like, you know... It's like Aang's like, you know, oh yeah, my entire species is extinct. And... <laughs> Katara's my mother like, died. Shut up. My mom's dead. It's like... It's too accurate. Fuck off, Damn. Reggie. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Reggie's a fish, by the way. Fuck him. People uh, who haven't been watching consistently. Okay, yeah, for anybody that has seen, uh, I guess it kind of fits with the theme of talking about book one, water. Uh, I have a fish tank uh, that would. You, you stay the fuck away from him, Reggie. I will. Don't you hurt him. He's fucking with the pleco. So I had a one gallon <laughs> aquarium that I had a little fish named Reggie. Love him. He's awesome. Well, I decide, hey, he needs some new friends. Uh, I'm going to pop in a tiny algae-eating fish called an autosynclus and put in two cherry shrimp and two uh, yellow cherry shrimp. And I was like, cool, this is going to be great. Um, he stressed the fuck out of Rolf, the autosynclus, so much <laughs> that he died from a heart attack. Uh, I'm pretty sure he's racist because he didn't attack the two red ones, but he attacked the two yellow shrimp and killed them. And so I got an eight gallon. So I'm like, oh, he'll have plenty of room to just have to himself. And he's fucking shit up, man. He's being an asshole. <laughs> so uh, I think the honey gourami is the best one because he took his little bow tie tentacle and slapped the shit out of him. So <laughs> good. Anyway, uh, poor Reggie, but also at the same time, you know, like, screw Reggie, you know? Yeah, no shit, dog. Why is he doing this? You have all <laughs> of that space. You have eight He's got boundary issues. <laughs> They're supposed to choose a gallon of space to be... Whatever, this is not the fish talk one. We'll talk about this after. Back to <laughs> Katara whining about her mom constantly dying. Um, Honestly. So, like, Aang in the first one was very childish, and it did irritate me to an extent. It was kind of like... Yeah. When he's like... He, like, he just wakes up from a, like a hundred-year coma. He's like, 
do you want to go penguin sledding? It's like, that's alpha. That's alpha. All right. I'm just going to say that's alpha. Like he wakes up from ice and he's just like immediately hits on the cute girl that, you know, woke him up. Just like, (laughs) you want to go penguin? Like he goes, but dude, he doesn't even like know that he's flirting. Like he's actually just like super innocent. He's yeah. He's literally just being himself, but it's like, (laughs) well, I mean, it ended up working for him because he ended up getting some guitar cooch in the end. Yeah, true. Spoilers! Oh, dude. Fuck! I'm just kidding. I, I knew that. I knew that. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I'm going to be I have so been careful. on the internet. I knew. <laughs> I'm going to have to be so careful with what I say <laughs> from now on. <laughs> I forget we're only in season one. God damn it. <laughs> I guess spoiler you alert for me. anybody who hasn't watched it. Um, If you're That's uncultured like Jables. Wow, okay. <laughs> am I wrong? Nate, am I wrong? No, you're not wrong at no. all. No, I mean, okay, everybody who's watching this, I guarantee, has already seen it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so we're just going to be providing some really deep insight on uh, whether Aang deserved to tap that cooch. <laughs> Is that what we're debating? I don't know. I uh, uh, maybe we have wait, to start oh, with. No, no, but we can't even talk about that because that involves like having to discuss like season two and three. Damn it! You're yeah, because right, season three so much. Oh. Okay, you and I. How about we're just gonna make <laughs> the uh, the definitive decision that yes, he did deserve it. I uh, yeah. You know what? Um, we'll say that, and then in two weeks we'll be able to find out if Jables thinks the same way. So this will be ah. like a uh foreshadow for a conversation. Um, anyway. Season one, I thought it started off, like, first, right off the bat, you're already sucked into the show, for me. Like, you're sucked into the show immediately. You're like, oh, I, I kind of got to figure out what happens. Exactly. Like, this is really interesting. Um, the character development for me in the first season was really well done. Because by the time you get to the final episode, which I think is episode 25, I think. Um, of season one? Yeah. Isn't it episode Season two? one. No, I don't. Season one only has twenty episodes. Oh, okay. So by the time they get to season or episode twenty of season one, there's a big character development that has already happened. Not just with the main characters like Aang, Katara, Sokka. There's a big development with the background characters like you know Zuko and Iroh and stuff like that. You already have a very big, diverse character development going on where they all are intertwined, but they're also very different in the same vein, but you can tell each of them is growing older in a way, which is something that cartoons don't always do very well, Mm -hmm. if at all. So it was really cool to see that. I don't know where I'm going with this, but (laughs) it was cool. I don't know. Oh, Nate went mute. No, that's because I had my retarded friend walk in the room and I told him to leave. Fuck off, Dave. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Steve, you are cringe. <laughs> God made ah, light man. in the dark. We should have actually had him come on the podcast just so we should can. Should we make just fun. do it? Should we do it? No. <laughs> <laughs> just bring him on the podcast just so we can kick him. I don't actually like him enough. <laughs> That's fair. Yeah. All right. So, what are some topics we should talk maybe about? That with Avatar? A, maybe that can be a future episode. Yeah, we can talk uh... about like our our least favorite things about Dave. <laughs> Your fucking hair. That's, That's actually pretty high up there. Yeah. 
Dave, if you're listening to this, um, I just want you to remember this. He's not, and he will No, 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 no. Well, yeah, but whether or not this is an Easter egg just for you, Dave. <laughs> wink, wink. Um, God made light in the dark, and he said it was good. Then God said, fuck y'all, and made Dave. So <laughs> True. That's, that's a little my, haiku. That's, that's my joke. You stole my joke. <laughs> you didn't even give me time to credit it. <laughs> Oh, okay. <laughs> I was going to say from the wise prophet, you know what? Fuck you. You don't get your shout out anymore. That was oh, my joke. Man. That was I my joke. My, I get myself a shout out. It's fine. <laughs> All right. So what should we talk about with the first season first? Like what, what should we do? Nate, you're kind of like the I movie think we reviewer. Should... So... Yeah, true. I think we should talk about the characters and like how we feel about them. All right. Aang. That's a good start. Yeah. I think Why not? He's... I think he's very balanced, which is really, really important and, like, really hard to pull off. Like I was saying, you know, it, um, like, at first I kind of didn't like how he was so, you know, childish and just, like, innocent. But I think that almost helps to kind of, um, uh, like, it just kind of goes to show, like, what he's been through in the fact that it's, like, he's still basically a child even though he's you know 112 years old he's still just like this starry-eyed little kid who just had this like insane destiny and all this pressure just you know thrust upon him that he's like he doesn't even take it seriously sometimes and i think that that's like that's a really interesting balance i do i do agree with that i think that they really captured him being 12 and being like the savior of the world really well Mm-hmm. Um, because like when you're 12 dude I remember when I was 12 I was more mature for my age but I also just sat in front of a TV playing Destiny for like 10 hours straight like <laughs> I did not want the responsibility of you know doing even the fucking laundry dog <laughs> but having the entire Relatable. weight and fate of the world rest in the balance I can't imagine that. And I think they did that really well where the kid has like that mind thing where he switched off the fact that he's supposed to be the savior exactly. where he's like, Nope, I'm just 12 years old. Mm-hmm. And it, it's almost, really clearly almost, set. Almost uh, like a coping mechanism. You know? Yeah. It's a like, deflection kind of thing where it's like, Oh, I'm just 12. Even going so far in like the first two episodes where he does not tell them that he's mm-hmm. the avatar. It's one of those things where he even says, I just didn't want to be the avatar i just wanted to be a kid Mm -hmm. they really set it up really well and it was kind of annoying watching you know this dude who's 12 and be like dude you need to like get your head out your ass and do something about it by the time you get to the final episode or whatever you really start to see the strain that everything puts on him when he actually has to be the avatar and i think that character development really showed where it's like okay, you're not an annoying kid. You're somebody who, no matter your age, you're not wanting to have the entire fate of every single person on the earth. Exactly. You don't want to have that responsibility. Okay, I'm going to say it. Aang is my least favorite character, like, by far. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to lie. Like, so I don't think he's bad. I don't think he's, like, a poorly designed character. I think everything he goes through is, like, really good i think it's actually really well written um but without like going too much into like seasons like two and three just because i know you haven't seen them like mm-hmm. i he's very indecisive and i really don't like that about him 
Like that's that's one of the few things like I really I don't like about his character, and I feel like he has to be that way just because he's like a, um, an air nomad, and it's kind of like yeah. in his nature to be that way. But I I don't know. That's just something that always kind of like turned me away from his character. Yeah, that makes sense. No, I feel that, and I wish I could. Dude, there are like four instances I'm thinking of right now. Yeah, where I can tell we're just gonna I have can. to put it off for another yeah. time. But I agree with that, especially with uh, what is it? In season one, there was a time where they did that too, and it didn't make any sense. Uh, season one wasn't the Great Divide, right? That was season two. Season one is the Great Divide. Yeah. Okay. Even in that regard, he's indecisive he's about like, like what to do. Yeah. Wanting to please everyone. Where it's so like, he's just no, like, okay, so like, instead gotta... of like resolving this issue, how about I just like lie to them? <laughs> Which is actually kind of alpha, I'm not going to lie. No, the ending part, I thought that he pulled that off really well. Yeah. I think that the beginning part was really annoying. Where he was yeah. like, you guys are going to walk on separate sides? It's like, no. <laughs> uh-uh. Just make them man up and just be adults. And just walk down the stupid tunnel. Yeah, like. get your head out your ass and actually do something about it. Mm-hmm. I, I highly agree with that part. I think that of all of my favorite characters, and again, I can't really talk about later seasons about it, but by one of my favorite characters that stick through like the whole thing has been Sokka. Like, bar yeah. none. Sokka True. was the dude that, at first, he was head of the you know village, so he had to be suspicious and had to be kind of an asshole to Aang where he's like, okay, you need to get the hell out mm-hmm. of here. You're bringing destruction exactly. and everything. And as you see... Because he was having to think about like the safety of everyone else and he had to put that first. Yeah, he can't put it like, oh, I want to have mm-hmm. him here. He's like, no, I can't do that. I have to have a difference. And even to the final episode where you know everything that happened with Yue, he was extremely like, this sucks. This really hurts, but you have to do what's best for everyone. And I think in the show, Sokka is one of the few people in the show that I can say sacrificed the most during the mm-hmm. entire show. Mm-hmm. And so Sokka, to me, always can put together that perfect thing where I think he's, what, 15, 16, maybe? 15, something like that. Yeah. Um, he was perfectly written to have everything laid out to where it shows that he's having to be strong and he has no special abilities. He's not a bender. He only has the fighting skills. I don't know. That boomerang's pretty cool. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And I think they set him up perfectly. I don't know what you guys' thoughts are, but Sokka was, to me, like one of my favorite written characters bar Definitely. I 100% agree, dude. Um... Okay, one of the best things about Sokka is how they write him. As, like, you know how he starts out, like, kind of sexist? Yeah, extremely. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, okay. So, I remember the... Um, butt kicked. <laughs> true. Yeah, the Kiyoshi Warriors episode. Mm. Um, firstly, I like how they just, like, dress him up in makeup and, like, shame him, basically. Um, yeah. <laughs> but also, like... So, the reason he's sexist actually makes a lot of sense. Because he's basically, like literally the oldest dude in his entire tribe yeah. because like all the guys left so like he kind of like obviously he's kind of insecure because he like sees himself as unable to really like protect everyone and that sort of makes him like see everyone else as like less than him so i think his like really like poor outlook on women like makes perfect sense and then his like evolution 
like past that really bad kind of mindset um, is basically dictated by him becoming stronger, like as a person throughout the season. Yeah. If I could just squeeze in real quick, make a little interjection. Um, I think another thing that kind of lends to its credibility is um, uh, like the way that the Northern water tribe worked. Cause it was like, um, I can't remember his name, but the other like water, the like water master, Bendu master Paku. Guy. Paku. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So like, he was super sexist as well and it's like so it almost seems like that's just kind of like a cultural thing with mm-hmm. waterbenders so but yeah I, I do think that they set that up like really really well yeah because he had his ass handed to him <laughs> and uh i was even reading something on like the main page i just i, w- I looked at one post where it was like, how do you know I'm from the Water Tribe? And it showed that creepy picture of Miley Cyrus with her eyes like... Oh, no. And I was like, yeah, that makes sense. You're the only <laughs> fucking people with, like, blue eyes, you know? Um, <laughs> but I like how he had the biggest thing where he was the one character that changed the most over the show, where he went from, like, some realizing he had some deep misogynistic views mm-hmm. that just changed really quick where yeah. he's like okay um i kind of suck ass uh <laughs> maybe one. i don't know everything about everything and i was lied to so i'm just mm. gonna sit back and let y'all kind of do your thing um which i think is a really cool journey to have especially at yeah. that young of an age like the show is geared towards kids yeah. And they had that aiming towards kids that were, you know, like maybe 10 or whatever. That's crazy. No show really does that anymore. Now, now it's a little different where they're like, there are 72 genders. It's like, fuck. <laughs> Why don't we talk about, you know, real issues at hand? <laughs> um, but yeah, I, 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 that's a good point, too. I didn't even think about mentioning that. I really like that part of him, too. And, like, I also like how, um, you know, it like, kind of in the beginning, you know, when he's first just being, like, super sexist towards Katara and the Kyoshi people, like, you're kind of just sitting there going, like, somebody really needs to just, like, put this guy in his place, you know? And it's like you're kind of just waiting for him to just get his ass kicked, right? But then I thought it was really satisfying how instead of just him getting completely obliterated, like he actually he had to humble himself and it's like he learned, mm-hmm. in, he learned to be better instead of just you know getting beaten down a whole lot and I think yeah that's a really valuable message that's yeah that's a good point because usually like with bullies or whatever you have where people are like stand up to him and so what the bully gets his ass kicked and then he just goes to pick on the next little guy and then when that little exactly. guy kicks his ass then he moves on and so it's just like this cycle that would have never ended Mm-hmm. And I like how they, I like how they changed that. Where it was like, okay, I have pride. I have to change that. That's yeah, that's a good point kinda, too. They kind of went against the stigma, the stereotype. Yeah. Uh, Katara <laughs> kind of annoys me. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah. Um, <laughs> she's a very strong-willed character, which is really cool. I have no issue with that. Mm-hmm. Um, it is kind of annoying having like an overly motherly person kind yeah. of constantly be like it's like bitch you're 14 
back off. Shut up. My mom died. <laughs> My mom was killed. You don't understand. I had every single person that I ever loved taken and killed from me. Really? But did you have your mom die? Yes. <laughs> Bitch, I don't know my mom, but the one... I, yeah, I don't think he had a mom, dude. I don't know. He was just born from, like, a floating <laughs> sperm in the Jesus air temple. Forehead. Yeah. <laughs> oh. What was the... Oh, what was the... um, His, like, mentor's name? Oh. oh. Hold on. I don't know, dude. I will Google it. Was it Master Roshi? No. Wait. Ah... Uh... Because there's Avatar Kyoshi, but then I thought his name... I don't remember. No, Master Roshi is from uh, Dragon Ball Z. Oh, my bad. <laughs> they do look really similar, they though. Do. I'm not going to lie. They do. Um, it was Gyatso. Gyatso. Yes. Yeah, okay. Um, I'm just picturing like this dude. like He busts a nut in the air temple, and it just kind of floats, <laughs> and then you just see a flash of light, and it's like baby Aang. He's like, Gosh. oh. They just got like a waterbender in the corner, just like. <laughs> <laughs> going like a lava lamp, just like stretching and molding it in different ways. Oh, just going like. It just expands slowly. Gosh. <laughs> it's like the. <laughs> Nate, it's like that video, uh, the very first That's Cringe with Cody and Noel, where um they're talking about the sex robots, and he's like, it sounds like a hyper skull fuck, and he just goes. <laughs> That's all I'm picturing. This waterbender just kind of like does this like whole hand movement and then just goes. <laughs> oh gosh, can you imagine how OP that would be? Just like, oh, you've heard of blood bending? Get ready for this. Sperm bending, <laughs> dude. Imagine, oh my god, dude. no prostitute from the water tribe would ever get pregnant. They just bend the dude. sperm. Right True. Holy. Crap. They just freeze it what? inside so they can like shoot people <laughs> with their like vaginal. Okay, I'm one. I'm horrified, but also just imagine like the kind of combat ability you would have. Like you could literally just like lift people up by their balls. Incapacitate people instantly, dude. You just start fighting like they just make like a squeezing motion and all the soldiers in like a hundred wait no dude you could actually just give people torsions at will oh no honestly like they just all just like fall to their knees he just went like this he's like you're a bitch you're nothing you're beneath me and she just snaps her fingers and his nuts just go (laughs) it's like a tetherball court it's just oh no dude (laughs) That is so much worse than I was picturing. Wow. I'm just picturing the name of this podcast, and I'm seriously debating calling it Sperm Bending. <laughs> Do it. Do it. Oh, my gosh. Oh, wow. You, okay, you might, like, you might be able to empathize with the pain, but I know that pain. Okay? I know, like, honestly. I, I understand how powerful this could truly I, be. Yeah, so I'm still, like... I'm I'm still not entirely convinced that with mine it wasn't actually like twisted, but then it just happened to be able to like write itself. Oh wait, I forgot that happened to you. I okay, I take it back. You know the pain. Yeah, yeah. 
I was in a lot of pain. Like, I don't know. But <laughs> but then again, you said you were, like, throwing up and stuff. And <laughs> oh, yeah, like 20-plus times. It was yeah. so awesome, actually. I, <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't have that. I just had, yeah. Prostitute, the last torsion bender. That's the name of the show. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> the entire time I wasn't talking, I've been crying laughing because I had that pop into my head. I was like, I can't say Avatar, prostitute, the last torsion bender. <laughs> People are going to see that and just be like, what? <laughs> it's going to be like kind of normal. Like, you know, you're going to kind of hear the subtle roast about redacted in the beginning. And they're going to be like, oh, that's yeah. cool. And then they start going to like, oh, this is really well thought out. Then they just hear, you can bend the sperm. <laughs> Gosh. It's like the Thanos snap, except like entire, like the Fire Nation armies are just immediately hit they the just, ground with torsion. Just, they just keel over and start just throwing up like violently. <laughs> Wait, no, that's that's literally like Thanos' plan. Like you just basically make it so that nobody can have children. Oh gosh. Yeah. Dude, the Fire Nation is just effective. not allowed to breed. <laughs> <laughs> the waterbenders were the true racists in this entire situation. <laughs> oh my gosh. Why haven't they thought of that yet? I don't oh, know. Kids Prob- show. Yeah. yeah. Okay, bloodbending was pretty messed up. Because imagine that. Imagine this. Imagine, dude. Imagine a woman on her period. No, imagine a woman on her period, and then the dude uses the blood to bend, (laughs) and so it's like just kill someone. Damn. Wait, that's actually kind of badass, though. Yeah, you just like pull out like this blood. You just like you just make like a blade, and you just start slicing people up with your um, uterine. Tears. <laughs> this is awful. Why weren't we on the writing team for Avatar? We would have. I think I know why we weren't on the why writing team for Avatar. <laughs> the thing is, all of these are very viable options. We're using what they have given us. Honestly, yeah. Like, this is just. They, they gave us the tools. You we just figured out new ways to use them they have like this whole secret society in the water bending th- tribe where they all focus on like genital like um <laughs> manipulation yeah essentially and so you dude, have like these prostitutes dude, dude, and they don't dude, know so dude. they're like fucking and they're having to learn like severe self-control because if they even let out just a tiny bit of like pre-cum <laughs> immediately they will have oh, it used against them so they're having to like learn how to like yeah. never come dude <laughs> Do you realize male waterbenders never need to use Viagra? Oh my they god. They never do. They never do. Dude, they have the ultimate pee pee stretcher. Honestly. <laughs> oh, wait. I was just thinking that they would like adjust like the blood flow or something. And I wasn't thinking just like literally destroying your penis. They just start like <laughs> stretching slowly. It's so like they start with like, you know. Some dude's like, yeah, I'm a solid five inches. And then by the time he masters bloodbending, by the time he's like, you know, 25, he's got like a 12-foot penis. He's like, oh, oh yeah. 12-foot? Oh, God. Let's go, dude. It's man-queef. Talk about, about me breaking people in half. Holy crap. That's dangerous. Dude, he's like the buffet line at the orgy. All right? He's the buffet line oh. at the orgy. 
No. Everybody's taking a little nibble. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, my God. <laughs> Dude, I just think of, like, a really big meatloaf, and then, like, a thousand people just, like, gathered around it, like, doing the Lord's Prayer. <laughs> you just hear... <laughs> They're just, like... <laughs> the only one lucky person gets the tip. <laughs> the rest of them are, like, a pleco on, like, a glass wall. They're just, like... <laughs> How did we get to this point? I don't know. <laughs> we started talking about Aang's mom, and then it just quickly developed. Oh, God. <laughs> Aang's <Pardon>. mom. <laughs> <laughs> Prostitute, the last torsion bender, book one. <laughs> 12 foot. <laughs> 12 feet. 12 foot buffet. <laughs> We have to. <laughs> I have tears in my eyes, dude. I can't see. Oh my god. All right, so we were talking about Katara. Um. Yeah, I, I think her character is. Her character. I have a lot of really bad images going through my head right now, and I'm really not happy about this. <laughs> I'm moving on. Like I'm perfectly fine right now. <laughs> Anyways, um, so I think Katara was probably. I think she she had like the least potential. <laughs> what? Wait, no, 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 no. We, what, what did you say? <laughs> you're just talking about Katara, and you're like, oh yeah, she's wasted potential. Oh my god, she doesn't realize the power that she could have had, dude. On the like that one time of the month for like a solid week, she has nothing but like a Gatling gun just shooting out of her. Just... Honestly. <laughs> okay, first thing, like I have to talk about this just because I'm very curious. Um, why she was 14, so she obviously had her period or whatever. Why was that like? There was never any mention of it, and I get it's a kids show, but there was like no allusion to it because there was allusions to Wait, like. Why would they? Because they're on the fucking road, dude. Like that's a big deal. Like they have like in that time of the month, women change in that week, depending on like the moosies or whatever. That never really got like mentioned. Like, I'm sorry, I okay, but she has some crazy mood swings. Like, that's true. Yeah, I'm thinking. Um, was that one episode with like the water scroll that they got from the pirates, and she like kept. Oh yeah. Between like, oh, it's fine. You can take it, and then like, it's mine, and it's like (laughs) something, uh, something new that you want to talk about. (laughs) Yeah, that's true. That's true. Um. (laughs) No, I think Katara was one of the characters that changed the least throughout the first season. And I don't know. To me, as I said, I like Katara, but it's also one of those things that kind of annoys me when there's a character that's just so obviously supposed to be like the mother in there. And I did. I was not a fan of that. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. Well, I actually really like Katara. Um, it's funny that you mentioned like the first season because I kind of liked her evolution through it. Um, 
like I remember one of the most like memorable scenes from season one to me is uh, her duel with Master Paku, and it's actually it's really badass. Like it's I super cool. That, today. that was so awesome. I love yeah. that so much. Um, so I I don't know like I I get what you mean with like the overly motherly attitude, and yeah, it's it's definitely annoying, but I don't know. I guess it never bothered me, but I can't really, like, explain why. But Aang did. <laughs> yeah, true. I get it. It's okay, I just hate indecisive people. Like, you know this. That's fair. Yeah, yeah. see, and I'm, I'm, like, the opposite where it's, like, indecisive people. It's kind of like, okay, uh, if you can't make a decision, I'll make a decision for you. So that's never been a huge bother to me. But people that are, like, overly, like, assertive of almost like their dominance, their intelligence, how they think that they have, that's always bothered me. So I think that's where it comes into play, where I'm like, uh, you know, nobody elected you to just suck the fun out of everything. <laughs> True. So I think that's where mine comes from. Uh, Travis, what are your thoughts? On Katara? No. On Momo, which we have to talk about. We have to talk about. Momo, the most alpha character. Let's go. Momo is like the realest character in the entire Mm -hmm. show, other than Uncle Iroh, and I am here for it. Dude, Momo... You know know Momo's theme? Like, how does it go? It's like... like Yeah. Yeah. That's fire. Yeah. Absolute banger. And I like how he never understands what the fuck they're saying, but he's still just exactly. like, yeah. Um, he just wants, he wants to help. You know, he tries his best. Yeah, but most of the time he's smarter than everybody. Honestly, yeah. It's like Momo could fuck your shit up, and he doesn't like even care. Living plot convenient or plot armor. <laughs> the world's about to be destroyed. Saves everyone, knocks over like a pot or something, and it just kills everybody. <laughs> it's a banger, dude. He just does his yeah, little dance. Fire. We need a soundboard. We really need we a soundboard. Really but, uh, yeah, I think Momo, um, <clears throat> Momo and Appa's relationship. Um, like their friendship was one of my favorite things to witness uh, in the first season. It gets so much better in later seasons, <clears throat> but I, I love how they react with each other. Mm-hmm. I like how it's just like straight up like a brotherly love thing. Where it's like, oh, um, you're big and giant and you're kind of uh, annoying to me. And then he's just like, well, yeah, well, you're tiny and fucking minuscule or whatever. And then by the end of the season, they're just like glued to each other. Like they can't leave <laughs> each other's sides. It's like, protect me, Appa. I have you. Aww, that's wholesome. It's like seductive. No, 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 no. I don't. I don't like that. That's <laughs> that makes me uncomfortable. No mopa. Oh, so none of the stuff that happened before this did. Honestly, no. Like... <laughs> oh bestiality that's where i draw the line it's not bestiality it's animal on animal it's not like a human's fucking appa like let's be fair i think i prefer that to momo and appa actually (laughs) 
Well, you yeah, guys don't. I, you guys don't like yeah. op, uh, Mopa. You guys don't have that whole mm-hmm. show thing. No I Mopa. Do not ship, I do not ship Mopa. That's no. Okay. Um, Gosh, worst thought just came into my mind. Yes. Uh, <laughs> there's gotta be like some deviant art. Oh, yeah. 34. Okay, uh, uh, I'm going to do web search. And that angers me that that All probably right. exists. I'm gonna I'm gonna Google it. Appa X Momo. Appa X. Oh my gosh. gosh. No, no, no. I'm gonna I'm gonna like see you guys next week, and you're both just gonna be like, your eyes are just gonna be dark. You're just gonna be dead inside. Uh, Appa X Momo. Traumatized. Okay, I typed in. Appa X Momo, and the only thing that came up was their uh, their epic dream duel. Appa X Momo rule. <laughs> yeah. Let's not have gotten to that part yet. Four, well. right? Oh god. Okay. Mm. Is it bad? Uh, why do they just draw ah! them as humans? <laughs> I don't know what? what I looked at. I don't know what I looked at, but I don't want to look at it anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I told you it's bad. Really sexual, really quick. Um, yeah. <laughs> but the thing I'm is actually Momo. really disappointed right now. Oh, it wasn't Appa and Momo. That's that's what just what I want to say <laughs> right now. Oh. I don't know. All I saw was a Fire Nation dude and some girl in the. Wa- oh, it was Zuka and Katara. Oh no! No, no. I don't like that. Just wait. Until I really, later. really don't like that. Okay. So, um. Uncle Iroh's obviously like one of the best characters ever invented. Oh in yeah, history. he is an absolute legend. He's a hundred percent my favorite. Like he is the best character in the show. He has like no shits, but he's one of the most powerful thing. And damn it, I can't talk about why he gets to that point. Damn it. <laughs> um. Yeah, he's cool. We'll be able to talk about it a little bit next week or week after. No, I can't talk about it until we get to season three. And Nate knows why. <laughs> I, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, I know, and it's bothering me that I can't mention it. Um, Zuko, okay, the sure. arc of change from episode one to episode 20 is very different. Mm-hmm. Like, already right off the bat, he's kind of growing up. He's maturing yeah. a little bit more. Um, and I think that's a really cool transition to see some dude. I have never related to a dude more, though. Like, <laughs> his whole need to, like, prove himself to everybody else to prove that he's not just, like, a piece of shit and he's worthless or whatever uh, because he's been told that for his entire life. I relate to that so much that I start when I started watching the show again, I started tearing up every time Zuko got, like, talking about why he's fighting for everything. It really hurts. <laughs> That's what good shows do. They make you, like, sad. I don't know. I don't know where I was going with that. Nah, that's based. <laughs> based! Um, based! Yeah, I I like that arc. Also, can we just... Uh, I don't remember... What was it? General... How? Zhao? Zhao. Fuck Zhao. him. Fuck him. I actually kind of like yeah, him. Really I'm not going to lie. Like, he's just I this, like, like retarded, insecure dude. 
who just like goes around trying to do whatever he wants and he fails every single time but he still thinks he's hot stuff and that's just like really funny <laughs> hot stuff <laughs> use it get it cuz shut up <laughs> i hate the fact that or i i relish in the fact that zuko kicked his ass in an agikai dude so, um, I and then he tries idea. dishonoring Zuko by hitting him in the back, and Iroh just stops it and goes. Dude, Iroh doesn't even fireman. He's just like um, pathetic. And he like grabs his foot and just like throws him away. Like get out my game. Yeah, get out my game. Most alpha thing ever. Yeah, I like that one. I like uh, I like when Iroh just like kicks his ass and is like fuck off. <laughs> Um, okay, so since Jables is the one who's like watching the show for the first time, I kind of like I, I want to get like an understanding of your first impressions with it. Um, what what was like, what was that moment where you kind of like thought like, oh, this show might be like way more than it seems starting out? Um, probably the thing with uh like the Kyoshi warriors because like. You know, like, I'd been messaging with Noah or whatever when I first started out. And he's like, you know, oh, what do you think? What do you think? I'm like, dude, like, I hate Sokka. He's such <laughs> a terrible no! person. But then once I got to, like, that arc with the Kyoshi people, I was like, oh, wow. This this show's tackling, like, some big issues. Dang. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that was probably... That's really interesting, because, like, anytime you ask somebody that question, they always mention, uh, what is it, The Storm? Like, the episode where, um, mm-hmm. yeah, is that the episode where Aang basically, like, l- tells everybody what happened to his mm-hmm. people? Or am I thinking no, wrong? No, that, that's the one. That's the one where they're sitting in a cave uh, around the campfire, and he's talking about okay. how he abandoned everyone. Yeah. Yeah. That's, like, the, the one episode that people always mention, but, yeah, I actually, I, I kind of agree. I think that's a really good episode, and that's kind of like the moment where you're like, oh, wow, there's actual, like, morals and, like, values and messages in the show. I think what's crazy about it is that you watch it when you're younger, and you just think this is a badass show, and you mm-hmm. love it no matter what. And this was the first time I've watched it again since I was, like, 12 or whatever, and it honestly affected me, like, heavily affected me, because I hadn't really thought about all of the themes and stuff from a viewpoint of like, Oh, this is tackling some really moral issues. I really enjoyed it. Even then mm-hmm. I never really like the misogynistic stuff with soccer or whatever. I just always viewed it as getting put in his place. And I was always like, okay, this is cool. He's had a really good change based on, um, hold on. What? Oh, never mind. Um, uh, I was always just like, okay, he's had a really good change where he's matured in like his thinking or whatever. So he did have like, if you want to break down everything he had with like the misogynistic or whatever, I just viewed it as a dude who finally had his independence to where he was able to learn how he wanted to. Not necessarily, you know, uh, he actively did all these things because, you know, oh, he was a misogynistic or whatever, which is a couple posts that I've seen where it's kind of like, well, no, that was just, he had to act like the people that he saw because he was the only man in the village, and then things changed when he was, like, starting to think for himself. 
So I enjoyed that aspect of it, watching him grow up. Same thing with Aang, like in later seasons as you watch him kind of grow. Uh, it was kind of the same issue, watching it and being like, okay, he's maturing into a person that's able to think for himself. Guys, wait, hold up. I got I to gotta interrupt. Dave is in here. Do you have anything to say to him? Uh, <laughs> uh, I hope my honey gourami slaps the shit out of you. Okay, he's not going to know what that means. I hope my fish that has a bow tie fucks you up. <laughs> okay. Uh, he wants his fish to beat you up, Dave. Yeah. Okay, Dave is gone now. We can talk again. <laughs> I just confused him, and it's like, dude, don't mess with him. Don't mess with him. I was actually kind of hoping for you to say something a little bit more savage, but... I don't know. Okay. Like, I kind of roasted him and was like, oh, uh... Fuck you, Dave. You're always worthless. <laughs> <laughs> like, you have long hair. We <laughs> <laughs> got him. Uh, no, I was just... I don't know. I think it's kind of sad. Uh, I think it's pretty savage if you think about it because I'm basically saying that I know that my fish is going to kick Dave's ass. That's true, actually. And my fish is only like an inch, inch and a half long. So it's like, yeah, my fish is going to kick your ass. What were you talking about? I don't even remember. Wait, uh, Sokka. Yeah. And like his independence. And then you were mentioning Aang and then like him getting independence. Mm -hmm. I liked watching how they... You know, because at that point, I mean, we can all agree that when you're 12, you're still highly believing what, like, your parents are saying. And so you're, like, taking what their views are and you're putting it immediately into, like, your own views of the world. Yeah. So by the time you're able, like, they're able to go out in the world on their own and stuff and you get to see that change where they're kind of like, well, I don't agree with that. Or, okay, I do agree with that, but it's because of this, not because, like, my parents told me or because my mentor told me or whatever you're watching them change and have their own independence, which always confused me because by the time, damn it, I can't see Um, <laughs> you, want me, you want me to you want me to deafen myself for a second? Uh, no, no, no. I think we should just we gotta do it season by season, dude. Yeah, all right, all right. that that works. Um. Yeah. I guess I'll just leave it at I like how I get to watch them gain their own independence. You know, it's kind of nice to see because it's not just like a, oh, they had deep-rooted misogynistic views and now all of a sudden it's being shattered at the very vein of existence and they're like, no, 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 no. What are you going to do? He's misogynistic. You get to watch as the dude goes from believing everything that he was taught growing up and you get to watch him go from a kid into a man by having his own independence and stuff. I like Eminem with super woke lyrics. He's misogynistic. That's awesome. He's indecisive and it's ruining his relationships. <laughs> Bars. That's actually like low-key fire. <laughs> We just make a uh, woke Eminem rap. Uh, <laughs> dude, I can like I can hop in FL Studio. 
Oh hell yes! Wait, no, Let's we go. gotta finish mixing the album first. No, screw the album. We're woke Eminem stands Whoa, now. Oh, hold up! <laughs> woke Eminem will always be there. <laughs> It'll be there. Um, yeah, I just I more view it as like I get to actually watch uh, kids grow up and go through things that like show them gaining independence and thinking for themselves. You know? Yeah, and you get to see how like they also do have clashing views on things, but then they're able to kind of like grow an understanding of each thing, which I think is really cool. You know who I really hate? Uh... Dave. <laughs> True. <laughs> Actually, if you guys like, if you listed like ninety percent of things that exist, I probably agree. But no, Jet. Y'all remember Jet? Oh, dude, I liked Jet so much, what? and he disappointed me. Oh. Like, he was so cool when he first no, got No, he wasn't. Dude, the second he came in, awful. I was like, all right, like... this kid needs to die. Yeah, he's like an edgelord oh, that man. just, like, uh, they killed my family. Dude, and he always has, like, that little, <laughs> like, piece of, like, family. he always has, like, the wheat in his mouth, and it's like, dude, yeah, you're yeah. not like cool. <laughs> talking like, uh, hang on, let me see. Um, <laughs> oh, no. They killed my family. Ah, my pencil! <laughs> Wait, I got it. Hold on, hold on. They killed they my killed family. My we must. Get... Oh my god! <laughs> Is that a recorder? <laughs> it's a slide whistle. <laughs> <laughs> Wait. Dude, dude, hold on. Give me just a second. Hold on. That's so good. That's actually pretty good. <laughs> so, yeah, I thought he needed to die because he was an edgelord who was like, they killed my family. And it's like, so what? You're going to kill an entire group of people? Exactly. What is this? Like, Al-Akbar? not just go down, evacuate all the earthbender people, and then flood the town so that it just kills the firebenders? Like... Yeah, but it's for the greater good. You don't understand, Jay. You don't understand. I thought you were different. Yeah. And then it's like, it's, that was what was so stupid about it, is he doesn't realize, he's like, oh, yeah, the firebenders, they killed my family, they killed so many people. It's like, yeah, and you are going to do that to other kids. Like, you are going to cause that same pain to other people. Can we like, talk about how that. he looks like a knockoff cabal from Mortal Kombat? <laughs> What, just because of the hook swords? Yeah, he looks like a knockoff cabal. Like that's that's not an uncommon. Started, but before he started taking, weapon, you know, like, like legit protein or whatever, he just looks like a knockoff cabal. Speed. Like yeah, like before he starts taking just... like roids to like bulk up, <laughs> he just looks like a knockoff cabal. Where he's like, they killed my family. I will take oh, yeah. vengeance on them. But what about the other people? It's a shame. Papa? Wait, okay, is that working now? Yeah, we can hear you. Okay, good. My power just shut off. Let's go. <laughs> so, yeah, Jet could uh, fuck off. True. Yeah, I agree with that. Um, so this is a little bit of a different topic from Avatar, but um, I just want to talk about this because this week I had to go pick up something with my mom from the Buy Nothing group. Um, I don't know if y'all know that 
garbage trucks have fucking like claw from like a crane machine that they go out and pick up the trash cans and then mm-hmm. move them. So this begs the question for me, right? Do you think that those guys are gods at crane machines? Oh, absolutely. No. <laughs> That's all I have to say. Just no. <laughs> Just no. <laughs> no. <laughs> I'm sorry. But wait, but, but hear me out. What if they are? Just no. How did he do that? He just walks away. I just walked. Wow. I stood up and walked away from my microphone. <laughs> no, okay, listen. I'll go into my reasoning for it. Like, okay, those are like really short crane arms, right? But like, are, when you say crane, you're talking about like the big like skyscraper, like builder type crane, right? I'm talking about the. I think he's talking about like crane machines, like the arcade games. Yeah. Wait, is it, but those are claw machines. <sighs> okay, whatever. Yeah. Claw, crane, whatever. Same difference. <laughs> yeah. Just to spite you, I think difference. they still suck at them. Okay. No. I mean, you don't have to say to spite me or whatever. I'm just thinking, like, I mean, technically, if, I would say that they wouldn't be as good just because, like, those ones from the trucks are specifically made where you're not supposed to miss. So it's got, like, honestly, you know, yeah. Autobot on there, you know? machines are like designed to fail like 90 yeah like there's no skill to it Mm -mm. well there is skill but it's people that spend like two thousand dollars to be able to gain the ability to get like one dollar stuff uh yeah if that's a skill then sure (laughs) (laughs) i'm just thinking my next question is a really stupid one, and it immediately took me back to prostitute the last torsion vendor. <laughs> but do you guys think that ball. during like quarantine or whatever, do you think that like Tinder matches? Do you think that people will start fucking in masks? I sure no, because that would just be so ridiculously stupid that like no. <laughs> I'm just. See, the thing is, is that you say it's so stupid. I guarantee there's a group of people out there that are fucking each other wearing masks right I, now. I bet that there probably are, but I just choose not to acknowledge We're going to have a whole generation of kids and people that are like, they have a mask fetish. It's going to be like a hijab for them. They're going to see the face underneath and just immediately jizz their pants. No. No. I know what's going to happen. I hate that so much. But am I wrong? I don't want to think about it. I hope so. I don't want to think about it. Okay. No. But am I wrong? Probably not, but I don't want to acknowledge it. Actually, no. You're right. If you like, if you just like search like hashtag anime, I'm sure you could find something like that. Not unrealistic at all, but I just, I just hate it. I I mean, let's let's talk about um the uh, I let my boyfriend fuck my ass for a Popeye's chicken sandwich. Right, uh, her whole line of like porn videos are just nothing but her like. I let my stepdad fuck my fat ass 
during quarantine and they're wearing masks. So it's one of those things. I'm I thought you said that you never see her face, though. I can now start. I've started seeing her eyes. <laughs> and let me just say, uh, the one time I saw like her mouth, uh, it, it it gives Kylie. There's a Popeye's chicken sandwich in it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it was actually just a dude's dick with herpes. So. Um, no, they they give like Kylie Jenner a run for her money. They honestly, oh gosh, dude, they give Kim Kardashian a run for. Okay, her money. so that kind of remind like I I know you guys haven't played Dark Souls, but basically when you're making your character, you can increase every single stat to max. Um, and that's that's literally what I imagine her looking like. Have you seen the meme? Have you seen the meme? Cyberpunk. No. Okay. I'm sending you. I'm sending the photo in the Discord right now, so you get to see this lovely thing. Cause I sent it in the group chat, and I was like, "Travis, Travis, I found it." And he's like, "What?" And I was like, "Look." Um, <laughs> j- yeah, take me into my photo roll. That's what I asked you to do. Um, go to horny jail, bonk. <laughs> <laughs> Come on. How long ago did I send it to you, Travis? Uh, I don't even remember. <laughs> Do I have it saved? Say something, Travis. Keep them busy. Uh, 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 uh ballbenders, am I right? <laughs> Um, uh, so Nate, we've heard who some of your least favorite characters are, but who is your, like, favorite character? I literally already told you. It's nice to know that you just don't care about me. Besides Uncle Iroh, because he's the obvious candidate. Besides Uncle Iroh, who's your favorite? Um, I, I'd probably say Zuko. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I mean, no, dude, his character development is, like amazing um mm-hmm. oh, god i can't talk about season two or three dude you're, no. you're this is actually like so difficult oh my god okay well one thing i'll say just to fill the void um uh during the uh flashback scene when iroh is talking to like the crew of the ship and he's telling them about when um ozai uh like burned zuko and that whole like flashback scene like I got chills mm-hmm. watching it. Like, that was so well executed. They did a really good job setting up. Just his entire backstory was really good. Yeah. Dude, something interesting, I always, like, I, I never actually realized this until I saw a post about it, but um, Zuko literally never knows Aang's name um, until, like, Dude, way yes! later on in the show. Really? Oh, man. Yeah. He literally just always calls him, like, the Avatar and stuff. And then when people mention him as Aang, they're like, wait, who, who's that? I didn't even realize that. That's a good point. Wow. Yeah. I'm learning so much from this podcast. <laughs> I think on top of that, like, something interesting about Zuko is, like, he's always pursuing his honor to capture the Avatar, but, like, he doesn't actually have anything against Aang. Like, whenever he captures him um, in the season one finale, and he basically just takes him to, like, that 
the icy cave like he literally like he's not even like mad at any or anything he's just kind of like i don't know it's like a job for him or something yeah because he's just like you know this is this is how it works i need to regain my honor and this is yeah. how i do it but it's like it's not it's not personal at all he's just like oh yeah this is this, this is what i need to do <laughs> yeah I'm, this is I'm a long able, ass meme dude i'm not able to find the one about the chicken sandwich at all uh i'm gonna do a google maybe search and maybe i can find it but i'm just worried it's gonna take me straight to porno <laughs> oh my <laughs> so it's so hard finding a meme that's about a porn Gosh. making fun of it and then oh, i have to find it actual, yeah <laughs> it's so hard this episode is gonna be great, so great. <laughs> okay, let me. I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna do it. Uh, hog chicken sandwich. Is this gonna like change my life or something? Cause like it, it must. This is going <laughs> to, it's like, yes, it is going to change your life. It is going to make it uh, awful. Okay. Oh, true. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Um, God damn it. <laughs> this is the one. Because I sent it to him. <laughs> oh, it's so fake. I oh, it. yeah, yeah. Yeah. I hate it. Yeah, it actually, like, really kind of makes me, like, maybe recoil isn't the right word. More like I have kind of, like, a crisis. <laughs> you know? Like, does it not make you feel that way? No, it does, because uh, you look and I, you're like, that's so fake. It just makes you feel so It's not better. even that, dude. It just makes me wonder, like, what, what human, like, beings are capable of. Oh, very bad things. Very, Dude, very. Bad so things. when she swims, <laughs> is she unable to breathe because her ass is just like a floaty? So Probably. she's unable to breathe. No, it's just wait, whenever, like, uh, like she just hops in the pool and then literally like her head just like goes in first and she's like drowning and can't like get back up. Yeah, exactly. Um, I well, I almost think um. Anytime she go, like she can't, she probably can't even go swimming. Like she goes, and she's like about to get in the water, and then a whole bunch of like environmentalists come and are just like, "No, stop! There's enough plastic <laughs> already. Don't do it. Save the sea turtles. <laughs> Save the turtles, man. Just, just kill the turtles. Okay, if I had to side with anyone there, it would be the environmentalists. 100%. Honestly. Yeah, I'm going to side with them. Like... You know, if that, uh, what is it, Greta whatever, you know, made that comment about this lady. Oh, yeah, Greta Thunberg. I would absolutely agree with her. <laughs> True. This lady, Crystal Lust, is unable to be in the ocean for the safety of all marine life. Yeah, you know, I agree with that. Yeah, that's that's something I can get behind. You know, I'm I'm good with that. Was that meant to be a Swedish accent? <laughs> no. Big summer blowout, yeah. Uh, you big summer blowout. <laughs> <laughs>
Big Summer <laughs> blowout. Yeah, the balloons in her ash just pop. <laughs> you hear a... No, just like, you just like it's just like a tiny little hole, and you just hear. <laughs> That's all you hear. <laughs> you were just cutting in and out, so you were just like. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, was I cutting out for y'all? Yeah. <laughs> that just made it more funny, though. That's like all you hear is. Wow, it sounds just like the couch that she fucked on to get a Popeye's chicken sandwich. Oh my! <laughs> Dude, I don't know why you would... Well, I guess nobody ever really gets to actually have, like, the Bush's chicken sandwiches, you know? So they don't get to, like, realize that the Popeye's... Okay, those are actually kind of far. Yeah, so nobody mm-hmm. knows that the Popeye's chicken sandwich is just so far beneath. Yeah. It's kind of sad. Okay, do y'all do y'all get like the uh, bushes chicken sandwiches, and then just like get the honey, and then just like basically like put an entire layer over the chicken? Uh, yes. God bless. <laughs> yeah, it's fire. It's fire because the honey from the like, you know, the uh, oh, roll honey. is already, you know, on there, so it's really good. So it has a nice honey cooked honey taste then you put more honey on it's like mm. <laughs> so good <laughs> what is it <laughs> we sound like the people from grown ups sound like it's shake amazing really that's yeah. <laughs> yeah that kind of like weird little <laughs> like where he goes like really I can't even do it. I don't think my vocal cords are fucked up enough for that. <laughs> no, that's just agony. <laughs> no, that doesn't work. Nate, try and do it. Wait, okay, I'm trying to... I'm trying to put myself, like, in his mind. And I'm, like, trying to, like, experience, like, the thoughts that he experiences. <laughs> It's like See, I'll, I'll give you a representation of the thoughts that are constantly going through his so, head. So, um, like my bedroom, uh, and you, you know, my grandparents, you know, um, uh-huh. of course. The, the, but then, but he, the remote, like, hear but, me out, hear but me the out. Trash, the trash, and then I'm, you know, Admittedly. the gasoline, and the mm-hmm. you, you know, mm-hmm. I'm just, you know, I'm. You understand, uh, right? Yeah, I mean, you, you get like, yeah. dude. I, so I was walking, like, you know, I mean, doors. you know how it is sometimes, though. <laughs> That's a good point. That's yeah, a really good point. Mm-hmm. I, I agree with that 100%. Hear me out, Jables. Hear me out. Okay. Bed cover. Okay. And my grandparents. Okay. But then also, I mean, cleaning. Yeah, true. But yeah, I mean, yeah. dirty laundry. And I'm. Oh, yeah. That's a good one. Mm-hmm. Dick cheese. That will complicate. Uh, Maybe. I mean, if I'm remembering correctly, of course. Cheese grater, you know, just... Okay. Oh, but... God. Well, what about this? What about this? What about this? Okay. It's like aged monster. <laughs> Ew! <laughs> Isn't monster the cheese that has, like, the orange on the outside? Yeah. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> just like... Oh, man. Here's the thing. Dude, here's the thing. Can, what was the comment I made, Travis? I was talking about this the other day. 
uh, I think it was Friday, where I was talking about grating a dick for cheese. Uh, um. Like, welcome to Olive Garden. Do you want extra Parmesan? Oh. Yeah, the dude just unzips, flops down on the table, and just starts going... <laughs> you know what probably happened? My brain recognized that as, like, trauma, and so it just blocked it out completely. And I <laughs> My brain was just like, no, not again, not this, no, mm-mm. Dude, it just went into self-preservation mode and just. <laughs> what was the bong? It was a boom. Self-preservation mode. Boom. <laughs> it's like a warning alarm. <laughs> okay. Uh, I guess since we're uh, in the podcast and it always depends on uh, the people that actually listen to this to see, um, I guess I should announce uh, mock-ups for all of the merchandise for the album pre-orders have been completed and we have the shirts coming in in the next couple days and so we're going to have the first batch going so you guys are going to be able to see some of that. Um, Mixing is almost done and we also have a release date set. So... Uh, it won't be long now. I can tell y'all it will be it will be within the next month. Month and a half is when the release date is. Uh, and Nate and I, or as everybody knows them when I share on music, Indie, um, we're actually going to have the mixing done by probably like tomorrow or Tuesday. Yeah. Dude, okay. I want to interject here real quick because like uh, to everyone listening, like I basically don't experience uh, joy or happiness whatsoever, uh, and I don't like most things. That's true. But um, this merch that he's releasing actually really fire. I I genuinely like everything that I've seen so far, and I I want some for myself. And if that doesn't convince you, like I don't know what will. Yeah, it, it probably is. doesn't because they don't know like how much I hate people. That's true. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure they could tell by your tone. <laughs> oh, true. True. Anyone, they just need to watch uh, the Rocket League video on my YouTube channel, and they'll just dude. I can't, that's I actually, I actually seem like a really happy, like joyful person in that one. Eh, kind of. And then there's the, you know, oh. why is Jason eh. username? Oh, it's a long story. Okay, I don't care that much. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's just Nate in a nutshell, you know. Well, and sure. the merch is going to be pre-order only, so these designs are only going to be as pre-order. Um, so it's only going to be like $25 for a CD and a brand new shirt on the highest quality material you can get. Literally, I am picky as hell about my merch, and you can ask Nate and Travis right there. I'm picky as hell. All right, mm-hmm. I have standards for my merch. So when I decided to make my own merch, I was like, okay, my standards are going to be met. And I'm using Bella Canvas, which is the softest shirts you'll ever use, screen printed on and you're going to be getting that for stupid cheap with a CD full of 10 songs that I poured my blood, sweat, and tears into and went deep into my trauma to write. So I'm just saying here, it's kind of a deal. Mm-hmm. And I'm shipping like everything out by myself. But if you do decide to check it out, you will not regret it at all. I feel really good like, about this album. I feel like I'll I'm on the precipice of something. And it'd be really cool to be able to have people wearing, you know, like OG merch shirts for Heck yeah. later. It'd be so Wait, strange. okay. You know that song that we're working on that begins with a D and ends in a T? Yes. Okay, are we announcing that or no? 
Well, we need I the artwork. Did, we need the artwork. Okay. Mm, I Michael, think we talked you, about. Yeah, I think. Dude, just as Chloe, yeah. uh, after seeing like after seeing the ten eleven merch, just like literally contact her for everything, please. <laughs> yes. Don't get me wrong. Like I like working on merch, but graphic design is maybe like the most headache-inducing thing I've done in my entire life. Dude, but you do so well. Like I know, but it takes so much out of me, dude. Yeah, that's true. You you like being, you like kind of being the guy that like has everything kind of. Your whatever you make, it kind of speaks for itself. So like the beat, you're kind of like hidden behind. So you're able to put your heart into that, and then you're kind of like, not at the forefront. Whereas with picture that people see, you're like, fuck, everybody's gonna be seeing this. Yeah. So pretty much, actually. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Wait, no, you said it with like excitement and joy in your voice. So you gotta say it. Like, it's Cindy music. It's Cindy music. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So I was going for pain there. I'm not sure if that like transferred over. I guess I should announce this. Um. Since we're starting to get some regular listeners that are coming on to the podcast, there's a couple questions that we need answered. Um, one, for all my merch, uh, I am going to be announcing a contest. And in the contest, I'm going to be giving away all three shirts that are pre-ordered for the album. The album, and you get an exclusive untouched piece of the artwork, which is dope. Really cool. Y'all are going to have that. So that's also worth going into. (laughs) And you're also going to be getting my initial three EP, my very first thing. You guys are also going to be getting that on CD. Mm -hmm. So there's like this whole thing. And I have the giveaway announced whenever I announce the album or whatever. But for Audio Roulette, uh, I've been bouncing around with a couple ideas for like a T-shirt or whatever. Um, If y'all are wanting anything comment below i get we're like an hour and 20 minutes into this thing and people are probably not listening but uh we have to talk about this shit somehow nobody listens to the instagram posts i have to talk about it in a way where they can't just i at least feel like they have to listen and then they feel a little guilty for ignoring it you know yeah yeah so um yeah i guess that's just see if you guys want shirts or whatever because I'd really like to continue doing this, and it'd be nice to have like some incentive to, like you know, after a year, because uh, it's a hundred bucks to um, continue posting like this, where I have unlimited posts and everything. So it would be nice to have this kind of be a little self sufficient in it. So, yeah. there's that kind of thing. But uh, I guess should we probably wrap up the podcast? Probably. I guess One so. I Dude, we got through like half of the cast, I think. That's a lot more than I thought. You're like, oh, this would be really cool on a shirt that has to do with audio roulette, you know? Like, let us know about that stuff. Drop a comment or something on Instagram. Tweet at us. Like, let us know, because that would be great. (laughs) Yes, please. Uh, I have a lot of designs that are, like, in my head that I would love to put on a shirt. Lots of jokes, all right? You you like Canadian syrup? I got you. 
like we just make a t-shirt that just like across the front it just says canadian and across the back it says syrup <laughs> and the letters are dripping oh <laughs> but kind of hot actually never mind i take it back Honestly, yeah it's like <laughs> all that to say um leave a comment share with friends if you enjoy it um this know, is yeah. week one of three where we're going it's going to be me travis and nate we're going to be going over the second season of avatar or prostitute the last tours <laughs> vendor, um next week and we're going to be going all through book to earth which is going to be really exciting and cool and nate's going to be able to come on and share his beautiful personality with everyone <laughs> <laughs> put a little bit more of a voice to the like music or whatever um hit us up on twitter instagram uh spotify uh i got music up you know michael riccardi check out the music to find us on instagram follow john at john travis abel at the real michael riccardi and at indie beats um uh indie underscore beats oh my bad at indie underscore beats <laughs> And then on Twitter, you can find it at uh, JTable, or official JTable, right? JTable official, yeah. JTable official and real Michael Rick, R-I-C-C, on Twitter. Hit us up. See? Uh, thank you all for listening to this week's podcast. And uh, we will see you all next week. Bye-bye. Bye-bye, Papa. <laughs> <laughs>